And welcome back to the McKean Media Podcast, a podcast that brings upcoming creatives into the spotlight as they share their passions, dreams, and stories with the world. My name is Christian McKean, and today's guest is the one and only David Kayak. Now, David's a very special guest because not only has he broken into the industry that he's so passionate about already, the dance industry, but he's already retired from it. And the guy's just a few years older than I am. He's got a great story about how he started dancing at the age of five and how dance has just been a constant throughout his entire life. It's brought him amazing opportunities to be able to travel around the world and dance and uh, dance in the Philippines for a month and a half with celebrities. And he got offered to be the principal of a dance school at the age of 19. So this guy's the real deal. He he talks a lot in his story about the training and the discipline it takes to be a professional dancer, uh, steps to get into the dance industry. And obviously the most important question of all, what kind of clothes did they have to wear while they were dancing on stage or lack of, I should say. Now, David's a, a really great guy. He's really relational, really down to earth, and he's super humble too. Like I didn't know a lot of this stuff about him or his achievements until I actually sat him down and asked these specific questions. So I think you're really gonna enjoy this episode. So here we go, David Kayak. Uh, yeah, not as much as I did. Okay. Not as much now. Not in your prime. Okay. In my prime. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so in my in my heyday. So this is what I was what Back I was doing when I was getting paid the big, bu- big bucks. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I was waking up every day and heading to the studio. So we get there at least thirty minutes early to do kind of our own little warm up, mm-hmm. and we'd have an hour and forty five minute class. So we would start. That was our time to really one warm ourselves up, two work on whatever technique we needed to work on before the day. Um, and so class really is, was, um, really was just a series of warm ups, exercises, plie, tendu, bending the legs, stretching the legs, articulation of the feet, um, getting a good work warm up so that you can stretch, get yourself limber. Um, that's the stretching part. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds like a workout. It is a little bit of a workout. <laughs> You how, actually. <laughs> how early was that every morning? Is that how it worked? Or yeah, early in the morning. It was like your full profession for a while. Right. It's like a full-time job. So yeah. we'd spend eight hours a day. Wow. So it was an hour and an hour, again, an hour and 45 minutes. We'd start in the studio doing our class. And then after class, we were very warm. We had worked on whatever we wanted to work on for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went straight into rehearsals. Mm-hmm. So rehearsals were, uh, as the principal, I was there most of the day. Mm-hmm. Because we would typically run any of the big parts, like Pata does Step for Two, so your female male parts, okay. um, like Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, doing all their dances wow. at one time. And yeah. they're rehearsing and working. We're working on a show every month to month and a half. It's rotation. Mm-hmm. So every day you're working on these parts, trying to work on the artistry, trying to work on the technique, trying to work on... Um, uh, Partnering, working together, you know, remembering everything. People, people always like, well, how do you remember all the steps? I'm like, right. well, it just becomes so ingrained that when you actually get up on stage, you're not thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Like it's, it's so, it's like you're reciting a poem that you've been reciting for eight hours a day yeah. every day. It's not you don't think about it anymore, and then you can start thinking about, well, what's the character I'm trying to portray? Kind of like an actor. Yeah. There's so much acting in dance, and that's what I loved about it. It wasn't just athletic; uh-huh. it was an art form, athletic art form. Mm-hmm. And that's what drew me so much to it. Cool. Yeah. So, but then you were started at age five. So yes. Your parents got you into it first. 
And mm-hmm. then where's that point where you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do? Um, well, just, just going back to starting at five, my, my parents, ever since I was walking, I was dancing around the living room. So that was like a, that was the thing. My parents, um, at the time, they actually had a couple of miscarriages before me and they decided they're like, we're going to name him David because after the biblical David, we're going to, he's going to be a worshiper. And we're like, Oh, and then it turned it out. I was a dancer and they're like, they were wise enough at the time to go, Oh, we're not going to squash this. We're going to see what happens with it. Cause they were both musicians and they thought I was going to be a musician. Um, and I'm like, Nope, that's a different, different route. That's a little unusual, but it's, um, you don't play any instruments. I did. I play the violin, the saxophone. Uh, what else did I do? I played the violin, uh, the piano for a bit. Did you ever do the violin and dance? Like oh, that would be funny. Kind of that was, that's very Southern, but it's on how you hold your chin. It's called a fiddle. Oh, yeah. Okay. F- from five to until I was 13, I was in everything, but I was homeschooled so I could manage my time well. Mm-hmm. When I turned 14, I started actually taking professional level classes, which means I was in class every single day and rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So it was like a pre-professional level. You're not full-time, mm-hmm. like a full-time job, but you're somewhere in the middle okay. and you're a, you're a teenager. Okay. So I had to start at that point, started cutting everything out because I had no time. And if I wanted to pursue excellence in the art form, I had to sacrifice other things. Right. It just happens. Right. Um, so from 14 to 16, I would, I had a great director. If without him, I wouldn't know what I was doing. He, uh, he basically taught me how to be a good partner. And he wouldn't let me do competitions. He sounds terrible. He wouldn't let me do all these things. And he did it for a reason because he knew. Um, I see a lot of dancers now. They do competition, competition, competition. And it's great. They win all these fun awards. But then when it comes to get hired by a company, they're not flexible. They're not able to do any kind of work because they're not teachable and moldable. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. So, And they can't partner because yeah. they can do all the tricks. But if you're going to be Romeo, you have to be able to pick Juliet up. Exactly. Right. That's kind of sad if you can't. It's like, oh, poor, poor Romeo. He's, he's not strong enough to lift Juliet. Uh, Oh man. You know, so. Yeah. You didn't have that problem. No, no, that was not a problem. I had a great, great training there. And that, that probably is why I was able to, or one of the reasons why I was able to advance in the ranks so quickly in the ballet world. Mm -hmm. Um, My first professional job was at 18 uh, with album ballet. I was there for two years. My first year there, I was a apprentice making, you know, peanuts, um, cause dancers don't make great money. Let's be honest. Yeah. Artists. Um, At all. yeah, not really a hundred dollars yeah. a week. That was my starting salary. That's okay. yeah, wow. bad. It's wow. more like, it's more like, <laughs> it's more like, uh, it, it's indentured servitude it's kind of pity money. and they're kind of mean to you at the same <laughs> time. So it's like, why am I doing this? Um, yeah. So there was that. And then there was, um, uh, my, my second year there, I was promoted to principal at 19. And I was like, I am too young to be a principal in a company. I need people I can look up to. Right. So I joined, I was asked to join Orlando ballet. And so that's where I moved. I moved to Orlando. I was there as an apprentice for one year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year I was a principal again. And I just decided to stay there. Um, I had so many opportunities given to me that I'm so grateful for today. Mm-hmm. Um, still today. But you have done like other, like dancing, like in other countries and stuff. I have. So yeah. I was asked in one of the big highlights, I think I was asked by Prima Ballerina, um, of the Philippines to perform Romeo and Juliet in Manila. Wow. Um, and so I was there a month and a half I was so pampered. Uh, it was what I was, 
we have we don't have a great appreciation for artists really in the United States as much as other countries do. So when I went to the Philippines, I was automatically like celebrity status. Wow. I was like, this is what it's like to be followed around with people taking pictures, yeah. to have to have security, to have a butler, to be wow. put up and have a masseuse every night. Like, oh my gosh! And it was hard work. Don't get me wrong; we were working our butts off in sure. the studio every day, mm-hmm. running this ballet um, until it was secondhand. Um, mm-hmm. But by the time I got home back to the United States, I was like, thank goodness, no one's going to look at me and stare at me <laughs> and like. Oh my gosh, who is it? You know, who's the celebrity? So I got a taste of it and I was like, eh, I don't know if I would like that. Celebrity I feel life. kind of bad for celebrities because it's like there's no peace. Yeah. You can't do anything by yourself. You can't, yeah. you can't not be seen. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just not, don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's cool. That's unique that you got that, got a piece of that. Yeah, I got a, I got a snapshot of what it was like. How long was that over in Manila? A uh, month and a half. Okay. I lived there. Okay, um, wow. We got to dance for some pretty high-level, amazing people. The ambassador threw us a party. Wow. U.S. ambassador to the Philippines. Wow. Um, that, that, so that was a big highlight. Um, my body was done by the time <laughs> that show was over, and it was very hot. Oh, my goodness. There's not a whole lot of air conditioning, yeah. so you're, you're dying. But it was, it was beautiful and worth it. When was that that you did that? 2000 well, okay. I believe. Now, just this last summer, you were in France. I was so yeah. So I was asked to tour. Uh, so, just a little backstory. So I actually retired from the ballet when I was twenty six, um, and kind of I I, have, I was kind of done with it. I had worked myself so much to, like to death, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm run, I'm done. I'm going to take a break. Um, but I, I still had a couple of gigs afterwards. And so this summer, um, I was asked to dance in France, in Switzerland, in Netherlands, and uh, Bulgaria. I didn't know about Bulgaria. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a Sophia. Tour. A little tour of, of Europe. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, not so much a touring thing. Like, you actually go and see beautiful places because you're busy all day. So we were teaching and we were dancing at the same time. Um, but it was a fun experience. And How did you get that connection? Um, the ballet world's pretty small. Uh, the, the guy that took me, I met him in Houston with Houston ballet. Uh, he was a, a Christian and he, at the time I was a young, you know, 17 year old in this Houston environment, which is actually really intense, kind of dark. Um, everyone's really pushing themselves really hard. I just wanted to get away. I was like, I want to go to church. And so I had heard of this guy, um, that owned a a dance company in Houston called Dance at AM and he took me and he was like I'll take you every Sunday and I'll take you to church and hang out with you like let you hang out with some of our my company here and so uh, I made a relationship there I met him last year at an event and then that's why he asked he asked me he goes every year to do this so he's like come with me I'd love to yeah that sounds fun what a way to tour did you you move out to Houston for dance because you, you said you went to Florida. No, so in dancer's life, what we typically do is we follow a school schedule. So we'll work in our normal studios or companies from September to May. Mm-hmm. And so over the summer, either a ballet company, most ballet companies close. Like, you're off for the summer. Mm-hmm. you got to go figure out something to do. But you can't stop dancing because you'll get out of shape. Mm-hmm. Like, you have right. to keep yourself in shape. Um, same as a student. 
So what we do is we'd go to summer intensives. And so I went to Houston for two months okay. to dance for their summer intensive. It was basically like you're there. Um, it's, it's actually harder than the normal schedule. That's why it's called, <laughs> it's called an intensive. Because you're doing all day stuff. You're starting in the morning mm-hmm. at 8 and you're going until 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. dancing rehearsals classes all day yeah um it's a little hardcore yeah okay dancers are not little fluffy they look so nice and like <laughs> oh they make it look so happy and lovely yeah we, we have to yeah the there. little the girls wear the tutus the girls are girls are beasts man <laughs> they are the strongest people i know and you look at them and you're like oh they look so delicate and, oh no oh no 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 <laughs> don't be mis- don't be mistaken they are they make it look easy on purpose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You should see their feet. Their feet are not pretty. I've seen like, like, or I've heard horror stories. Like mm-hmm. toenails coming off mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, it's normal. Yeah. Bunions, Regular. like blisters, yeah. nasty. Yeah, it's bad. That's why I couldn't be a dancer. It's bad. For that one reason. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. No, but we're going back to the, the outfits. Like, oh, outfits. What, what oh, this is fun. What are some of the favorite outfits? Oh, like, gosh. Some very oh yeah revealing yeah um, so I get it okay so in in ballet it's all about like human form so you're showing like the, the human form is like beautiful when it moves and so their costumes are a little revealing right um, I've had I've had I've worn some interesting things um, the least I wore was <laughs> yeah, go about, that. um. A little, so I remember going to the costume shop and they're like, okay, here's your costume. And I hold up my hand and it, it's just this little folded piece of thing, something and it fit in my hand. I was, and it was beige colored, right? It was my skin color. And I was like, this is my costume. Like, this is it. It's like handing someone a leaf and going, okay, go put that on. Um, <laughs> um, what was yeah. your response to that? Uh, at that point I was just like, oh gosh, here we go again. You know? <laughs> so they were basically like, we call them like booty shorts mm-hmm. because they don't they make it just to your butt and that's it yeah. like the lower part mm-hmm. yeah and that, that that's, that's all it. that's all and then, um, and then the rest of your body's is shown so it does create a lot of like just line uh-huh. um, depending on what you're doing it for uh-huh. it can be beautiful in a weird way mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. I think the question everyone wants to know is, do you wear underwear under whatever? You do. There yeah. is. Spandex. Um, uh, no. So <laughs> underneath everything, guys, there's a, there's an article of, of clothing that we have to wear. It is probably the worst thing that if you're going to be a ballet dancer, it's the one thing you have to get over. And most people have no idea what it is, yeah, but is it? it's basically, it's called a dance belt. Okay. And I'm just, I'm just going to say how it is. So, um, <laughs> it's this, it's this piece of clothing that is kind of like a jock strap underneath. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't go around the sides cause you can't have any line showing. Mm-hmm. So it goes right up the middle. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like fine and delicate. It is like hefty. Uh-huh. So it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And you um, have to do that every time. Right. And then the front is a little bit, a little bit padded so that you don't see what's going on right. in the front uh-huh. yeah okay. you don't want to you don't want things showing the stuff they don't tell you when you right. start dance right they didn't tell me that part <laughs> i was like um what is this you're making me wear yeah. i don't i don't like it and but you get used stuff. to it eventually yeah. and you realize the necessity for it okay um because when you're in wearing little stuff like that you don't want things showing right yeah 
So then what was your, one of your favorite outfits to wear? Because I remember you showing me that picture from one of your, your dance performances where you like were decked out. And this costume Ooh. that you had to like take off and stuff, or oh, that was so I I, I had a brief stunt and worked with Cirque du Soleil in Orlando. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, uh, La Nuba at the time is a downtown Disney show, and um, I came on as a on call artist, and so they would have me come in after I was still working with the ballet at the time. So this is how crazy the day was, um, working eight to five and then going there, putting on the costume, the makeup. Mm-hmm. And then dancing until 11, two shows. Wow. And then going home and repeating yep. again. Yep. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that costume was fun. It was, it was, I had to wear a costume underneath. It was like a one piece leotard thing that had glow, glow in the dark strips on it and yeah. all colored. And, um, and I had a feather wig. But on top of that costume, it was this, it was one of the most expensive costumes in the Cirque, mm-hmm. Cirque, um, uh, wardrobe. It was like ten thousand dollars. Whoa! They out. They source everything from France, and so they they basically they pay themselves. So it's really expensive stuff that uh-huh. they. I don't know why it's so expensive. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of that, but mine just knew it was ten thousand dollars. So oh my gosh! Um, this huge costume I'd put on and with a mask, and so that was fun. You'd stare at people in the audience, and then yeah, make them feel uncomfortable because <laughs> they can only see your eyes moving. The right. rest of the face doesn't move. Right. Um, and then you would shed that off, and then, yeah, it was kind of like supposed to be a Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah. Even though there, in Cir- the cool thing about Cirque is there are so many stories going on, and that's what makes it so entertaining is because you can look everywhere and go see the same show again, and you notice new things, mm-hmm. new stories in, in the, in happening yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. So immersive. Um, they're yeah. great. Cirque shows are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Was that your favorite costume you wore? Favorite? Ah, I don't know if it's my favorite. I think one of my favorites is when I was Carabas in Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. I just love playing the villain. It's so much fun. So, for the most part, when you're a principal, it's like, oh, man, I have to be the prince again? Like, the prince, you just look pretty, and you dance <laughs> with the girl, and yeah, it's hard, but... Yeah, it sucks. It's like, uh right. It's like, there's no personality. <laughs> the prince never has any personality. At least I try to add some personality, but you know, you can't go crazy. Uh, but Carabas, which is the, the bad, the villain, the villain yeah. right? So you, in the ballet, typically, cause it changes depending on what, what, who's doing what, but the villain, um, Carabas was very, um, it was supposed to be, you're not really, you can't really tell if it's a woman or a man. So most of the, like the bigger men, they would play this part because they're large and menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we had like this giant robe that we'd wear and we wore these gloves with fingernails on it. So fun. And like a staff and you yeah. got to boss people around and be, be obnoxious. <laughs> so much fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun costume. Nice. That's awesome. So then now looking forward, um, what made you retire? Oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm just super grateful for what I got to do. And that was my dream was to dance in the company, be a principal, do all these parts, you know, be these characters and shows. And that's part of the amazing thing is being a character. Yeah. Like all the rehearsals, they're okay. But when you actually perform, it's something completely different that happens. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's like a endorphin rush. Um, However, I had burnt myself out. I was, I was 
there, I was getting pushed so much because I was getting asked to do everything, um, which some people didn't like very much. The environment wasn't super great either because everyone was very hostile to each other mm-hmm. in that kind of dog-eat-dog environment. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants your job. Right. Um, and I would see that. It's worse with the girls than it is with the guys. Okay. Um, but I was getting tired of kind of being in that bubble, and I was starting to f- have this like desire to do other things. I was like, I want to do other things. This is my life, and this is this is what I dreamed it would be. And you know, my life is my happiness is basically de- determined on whether or not I do five pirouettes on stage that day. Like that, there's more to life than that. Right. But the ballet in the ballet world, you don't realize that there's such a bubble, um, and you're working on yourself. You're working on it's it's such a perfectionist world. Um, you're standing in front of a mirror. You're always judging the way you look, the way you are shaped. I was always, I was in like amazing physical shape and I still would say, oh man, I can't do this. Can't do that. Because that's what you're trained to focus on your flaws. You're going to work on them until they're perfect. Perfect is never attainable, but it was just, it was getting so much and weighing me so much that I was dreading getting up every day to go to work, to dance. So I was like, I'm retiring and taking a break. And yeah. so I did. So you're Shocked retired them all. you take a break? Well, I retired. Okay. Technically. Okay. I'm not sure if I'll, you know, what I'll do okay. now. But technically from the professional world, I retired. Okay. I still did some gigs, so I was still a professional. Right. But not from the full work hour load yeah. kind of thing. Do you ever, I have to ask this, did you ever have a bad moment on stage? Like just Ooh. something embarrassing or awkward happened? Forgot oh. a step? Or a costume piece uh, fell off in front of everybody. Oh, uh, several, actually. Yeah. I remember falling on my face. That was oh. fun. Actually, no, I fell several times yeah. on stage. It's really shocking when it happens to you. You kind of like, you don't even realize that it happened. You're like, you hit the floor, boom, and you're back up. And you're like, oh, shoot, did I just fall? I don't, I don't know what happened. I remember you fall in the most like ridiculous moments, too. It's like you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple falls. Yeah. Um, one moment was really embarrassing out backstage. You get really comfortable with, you know, there's, there's just a lot of nudity going on backstage mm-hmm. and you know, on stage and changing out of costumes. Yeah. Like you just get very numb to the fact. It's just very matter of fact. Um, at first I was shocked and then I was like, Oh, this is normal. Like we don't have time for all that. And no one thinks anything of it mm-hmm. either. Um, so I was back, I was on stage and I had these leather pants, like they look like leather. They weren't super flexible and I completely ripped the crotch open. And, you know, I told you I had that only that dance yeah. belt underneath. Yeah. Right. And so, and the dance belt's like flesh colored cause you don't want it to show either. Like right. you don't want like the underwear right, line right. hanging out. you right. It looks like your skin. So, um, yeah, I was like, Oh shoot, I have to go out there in a second and dance and everyone's going to see everything. So <laughs> I turned to the costumer and he's always back there getting ready. He's always ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, my, I have completely opened the crotch <laughs> front to back. And so I just put one leg up on a chair and he goes on with his flashlight cause it's dark backstage. Right. <laughs> and so he puts his flashlight in his mouth and he just kind of gets on under, underneath there and starts sewing me back together. And I'm like, yeah. wow, Eddie Frank, I feel so close to you right now. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. This is, you know, you don't have time to really think about it, right. but it's really funny in the moment. You're like, wow, I have, I have never felt so close to you in my life. And then he just gives you a good game. Like, don't. And you go out and- yeah. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, don't, don't, 
don't get me with the needle. Don't do it. And so he has this really thick, for those kind of emergency moments, he has this really thick, like, um, thread mm-hmm. so it won't rip again. Mm-hmm. And so he just kind of sewed me up. Yeah. Try not. Yeah, I don't think he actually got me with yeah. a needle. That would have been really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Thread. Yeah. Right. So that's a fun moment. That is a fun moment. And then another is when I got caught in the girl's costume. Oh, no. So the, they have hook and eye needles on the girl's costumes. And so the guy's tunics, they're typically, they're typically less on like ornate stuff on them if you're doing a classical ballet. Mm-hmm. And so I got hooked on my girl's costume. My costume, her, her, the hook of her costume caught into mine. Oh, no. And so you're turning and... Um, Did it just rip? No, I, she stops. Like, you can't go any further. Oh. It's like, oh, shoot. And then you have to change the choreography. So right, you go the yeah. other way to uh-huh. untangle right. and catch up. Right. So that was the that was the fun part there. Dang. So yeah. So yeah. yeah, you share a lot and just about the stuff that you've done and uh-huh. a lot of a lot of cool stories. Um, share some advice. So where can people find you on social media? You, actually, do you have any like of your performances or any videos of you dancing? Yeah, actually. Yeah, where can um, you find that? All you have to do is Google my name, and you can find stuff. Okay. That's kind of scary. Um, it's it's getting a little older and older, but if you Google my name, David Kayak, yeah. my last name's K-I-Y-A-K, not K-A-Y-A-K. I'm do it right now. Um, David Kayak. I got like I got a couple interviews in there. I've got some videos. If you do David Kayak and ballet together, you're sure to find something. I don't even know. Like I'm just searching. I'm David sure there's K- plenty. K-A-Y-A-K. K-I-Y-A-K. K-I-Y-A-K. I'm right, sure I'm there's just, I'm stuff just in there. David Kayak just yeah. to see because I'm really, yeah. really intrigued by this. Uh, but you said there's interviews on there. There's all sorts of videos, interviews, okay. and you know, even you, you can use YouTube as well. I think. Okay. So. Oh yeah, Orlando Ballet Company. We we'll miss you, David Kayak. Mm-hmm. David Kayak on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Oh shoot, at David Kayak, I think. Oh well, there's a <laughs> there's, there's one that's at Keeping Up with Kayak. Oh, I don't know if that's me. Oh okay. Or maybe it's a fan page. Maybe so. People keeping up. Oh, that's them. weird. Like, don't don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff. There's stuff there. Yeah. What's Innocent Love? That oh, a- that's a dance. Yeah. Um, I did that dance so many times. Okay. And that's the thing, too. Like, dancers and... I think there's an interview online. Uh, I did a like, full sale. I think it's called In the Frame. So it's full a sale? full sale university. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, did a, they did a... Yeah. They did an interview. They did a documentary. I, yeah, and it's what? on. It's online. You can watch it. Bro, um, and it's called In the Frame. I went to go to. And this. you did. It's yeah. a great school. Yeah. Um, In the Frame. Okay. And it was there. It was some students' um, final was to create this documentary. Mm-hmm. And they, they did a great job. Yeah, they were like, we want, to, "We want to pick a dancer." So it was. We were doing Swan Lake at the time. Um, but on on there, um, I there's another interview, and so I'm talking about. Uh, how a lot of, cause they asked us like a lot of dancers fall in love and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, a lot of dancers, they do like they get partnered together and there's such like, you're playing these parts right. if you're acting, but sometimes you don't always tell the difference between acting and real life. Ooh. And so people will fall in love with each other all the time when they're dancing. Mm-hmm. But I think there is something to be said about that when you dance with other people, like maybe your spouses or your girlfriends or your whatever, when you actually go to dances with them, there's something very connecting about it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to do any kind of like acting, like I'm a character yeah. and you're dancing. Yeah. It's really weird. Okay. 
a little intense. But they kind of have that chemistry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the question they keep getting all the all the comments about is is David Kayak single? That's mm-hmm. that Instagram mm-hmm. is all about. Yeah, That's sure what it is. Wondering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the answer to that? Oh well. <laughs> You know. <laughs> but they don't. That's okay. <laughs> no, I am. Don't sound so sad about it. What? Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Well, you can reach out to David Kayak at all the places that he said you could DM him. Yep. Just slide in there. Ladies, you know what to you do. You know. Yep. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I have to, have to cut that out, too. Mm-hmm. Along with the leaf blower guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cut some stuff out. Cool, man. Well, this is super good. I'm glad Thanks. Glad we got a chance to talk. This is fun. Yeah. We'll have to, to do it again for yeah. uh, your, your artistry once that takes off. Okay. Yeah. So I can start painting. Painter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to see I'm that. ready. <laughs>